The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious Hypnosis. Let's get some psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? Bruh, I've been checking my Twitter and my um newsfeed for updates all day because oh it's been a it's been a day. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll let everybody know that this is a the raw cast, a part of the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. All you have to do is search for the WrestleCast dash the CSPN and subscribe to the logo with the new day holding the WrestleCast sign and you will get the broadcast in your podcast queue each and every week when there's a new episode available. So we will not bury the lead this week. We are going straight into the Mo Meltzer <laughs> news segment because boy, about noon today on the East Coast. Wednesday, June first, or no, second, June second. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, the bomb got dropped, and uh, Mo, take it away. Well, I ain't gonna go, go there yet. Um, we're gonna go back to last week. Um, so when we were, you know, wanting to see Tom Phillips come back to the Raw announce table, you know. Take his seat there, and you know, you know, rejoin, re, you know, do the commentary as he does. Come to find out, he was released. They didn't do like an official release, but um, it was like a report going out that he got released um, last week, and as well as um, jo- Josiah Williams. Though, if y'all wonder who Josiah Williams is, oh, they released yeah. Josiah too. Yeah, I didn't. I, that one slipped past me. Well, that one that was like they didn't. They didn't, some of those announcements they didn't really put those on the um like the the release like that. They just was like uh, Sean's like Sean said of uh, fightful whatever you know he um was reporting it and everything. So yeah, oh, man. Yeah, so, well, yeah, but I remember Josiah coming out and NXT you know doing the um was the Adam Cole entrance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And he was yeah. the uh, mastermind behind Kiss My Grits. Yep, to the moon. <laughs> I think he did the um. Uh, he I think he did the raw intro as well. The raw intro as well yep. too. He did that Binky rap when they did that video package with Binky, and they had the, the yeah. rap. Yeah. Yeah, he's a like a Christian rapper, but he raps really good though. So yeah, so you know that was that, and so you know 
weekend pass, you know, it's a holiday weekend. Monday night raw comes. Jimmy Smith is on the um on the commentary. Um he's got some good reviews, you know. He's better than the other guy, the guy before him. Better than Andy and Vert. See, we was in the Twitter spaces, so you know, when you're in the spaces you gotta have your volume at a kinda minute level. So we didn't we didn't really get a chance to hear his commentary but i heard he's like an mma guy um that's yeah. really what his wheelhouse is so yeah he may be a better fit for wrestling than and amber I mean, he, did, he did like the pre-shows on nxt so that's how he was getting his cutting his teeth and everything okay okay so um yeah so you know he was going to say and then next thing you know um today we got word that WWE has um, released Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Gerd. Braun Strowman? Two years ago. Three years ago, maybe. Braun Strowman was the biggest thing in the company. Everybody wanted him to be champion. It was time he for was him to be champion. And everybody was, and they was like, nah, he's not ready yet. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. I guess he's going to be yeah. regretting all that shit he was talking about the indies during the pandemic. Right. So apparently his, his my bad. So apparently, they said these were budget cuts, but apparently he signed a, a four-year in 2019. He signed a four. He re, he re-signed for four years, and I think he was supposed to be getting like probably a million a year, or there was even a million a year on his um, contract. So that's that's one that was. They said that's probably the reason, the main reason why he got cut. Um, Alistair Black just came, just, just came back. You know how much time that production team spent putting those vignettes together for the last month or so? Right. And the thing was, they didn't even, they was like, didn't even know until like, I think it was like till today that he was getting um, released. They kept saying they were saying like don't. They, I guess it was the word was going backstage. It was like, don't pitch anything to Alistair Black or nothing like that. And they was just kind of confused as to why they would start doing the vignettes on the the dog was it the dog father? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know he was, you know, coming back and they started talking with Big E and we was like okay, you know, and it was like they didn't really have no um and no um. They didn't have no. They didn't have no end. Like no, I guess nothing. In, nothing ended in sight. So it was just like he came out there and did that, and the next thing you know, oh, he's cut. Now I wonder if this affects the the potential of Zelina Vega actually coming back and and signing again. You never know. Did you? Know? He was on. He was on Twitch today um, saying he wasn't upset, you know, and he thanked the fans, WWE Universe, for allowing him to, allowing, allowing him to entertain them and like that. 
he already has Tommy in back on his um as like his like display name or whatnot. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, he sent out a um, you know, the tweet today talking about it. it was from left field and totally un- off guard and you know, but he was thankful for the the opportunity. Now, that's another guy. All the potential in the world in NXT. NXT champion. A dude that was just like, hey, if this dude can talk a little bit and carry an in-ring promo on the main roster, he's going to be champion one day. One of the best, one of the, um, the best world classic with um, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Ricochet and Mustafa Ali somewhere with the big old uh, wipe of the forehead. You know what? Like they didn't get us this time. They can have a bangers on main event if you need to watch. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna just take your word for it. <laughs> but you know, they, they're talking about all of these things are happening due to budget cuts, right? Mm-hmm. And it is reported that they did lose a lot of money in 2020 because they didn't, you know, run the house shows and things like that. So you hear that from one side. I'm being earnings though. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you also hear that they had like their biggest year in selling merch and all this other stuff. So it's like, you know, is it Uchiwale or is it one mic? And Nick Khan, the the new WWE president buying the mansions out in California. So there's that. I know Triple H has got to be hot that this dude came in out of like TV and got really the spot that should be his. Right. Like they demoted Triple H actually to make room for this dude. Wrestling's a cold game. Super cold, son. Super cold. So next up we got Lana. Good good try, good effort. I'm gonna hate that the ravishing Russian is no longer in the in the pencil skirts and her best life, her best form. She wasn't as valuable as a wrestler, and I don't think she ever realized that that she was more valuable to them as a manager. She was working. She was working hard. You know. She was, but you know, what I'm saying I don't think they ever saw her more than just a jobber. Unfortunately. And that's basically how they portray her on TV. And did that back those backstage antics on uh, her and um her and Naomi. It was the TikTok the TikTok vids they was going. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just don't think they saw more much more of a ceiling if she was going to be insistent on having an in ring career. But maybe, you know, Tony Khan puts the package back together and we get you know Lana as the manager of the TNT champion Rusev Crutch or um, more, more, um, Miro Miro Crush. it'd probably be uh, it had to be something video game related so I don't know what they would uh, 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 one up or something I don't know what they would what, what she would do um, but next up we got Murphy, man, it was just, uh, let's see, it's 2021. So it's just three years ago, 2018, I saw Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander have one of the best matches I've ever seen in person for the Cruiserweight title. 
live after a SmackDown taping. So that's when SmackDown was on Tuesday after a live SmackDown where everybody came to see SmackDown and everybody left and there was only a handful of us in the building watching 205 Live. And people who don't even watch wrestling that work with me was like, yo, the final match of the night is like that was really good i was like yeah they tore it down that night yeah um yeah but once that um that seth and ray mysterio story was cut cut abruptly yeah abruptly yeah and that's unfortunate man because i mean Murphy is good. He's a good wrestler, man. You know, he doesn't maybe lack a little bit when it comes to the promos and the charisma, but if you get that man in the ring, though, you know, he's one of the best they had. It's this thing about it. Him and um, um, Blake. Um, oh, yeah, Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake at NXT. Alexa Bliss with that manager. Mm-hmm. Good times. But Alexa Bliss was the became the star of that that trio. Yes, yeah, she did. Yes, yeah, she did. All right. Ruby Ride. Um, just a victim of poor booking. There is no way that Ruby Riot should have lost as many uh, matches as she lost um, and didn't ever get a push whether it was in the tag team or um, in the singles division it's just uh, just unfortunate man she's so good yeah and it was crazy about when these people get released they start hearing the backstage stories like Bailey said that you know she was like you no know, organized, you no know, birthday parties, got roses for all the dog moms. Did some they did something special for her when um she um when she lost her grandmother, mm-hmm. you no know, organized did birthday parties, things like that. She was well well received backstage in the locker room. You know, she was one of those she was one of those one of those um she was one of those types, you know, well liked in the locker room. But and she was a great wrestler too. She should they should have had like a nice run with the with the um, women's tag team titles, but it's dirty, bro. Yeah, man. So hopefully everybody um, you know, sticks with it, okay. continues to pursue their careers. Stay to the girl. She probably got called up to the main roster a long, long time ago. Well, they, um, they've done, I mean, that's twice she's gotten released. She got released from NXT and now she's gotten released from the main roster. So they just, they just don't know. They've never known what to do with her. And I think that she could go to AEW and be a super mega star because she can go. She can. Yeah. All right. So, um, another surprising move over the weekend um, when Mark Henry walked, um, showed up on um, Double or Nothing. Mm hmm. 
getting that Tony Khan money. I guess he he is so for Mark Henry say he um wanted to do more in the business and his WWE I guess deal was coming up and he talked I guess he talked to Vince and Vince gave him the okay to go over to AEW because you know he's gonna do commentary. I think he's gonna do commentary on Rampage. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, you know, I think a trainer too. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it, that was very surprising to me, just because I just you know Mark Henry has been a WWE guy from the beginning, you know, first, first quote unquote guaranteed contract in WWE was given to Mark Henry, mm-hmm. and you know the, the heat and uh, like Jay to the max said, um. You know, he's been one of their best uh, talent uh, recruiters. Um, a lot of people that he, yeah, a lot of people that he has brought into the company have turned out to be really big stars. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a big loss in that regard, especially if he can kind of do the same type of things for AEW when it comes to recruiting talent or, or putting them on to people that he sees uh, could be uh, valuable members of their roster. So. Um, they may be getting like a a, a three for two deal with uh, Mark Henry getting a, a recruiter, an announcer, and a trainer. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I just think that a lot. I don't know how many of these people are gonna try to go to AEW. I don't know. You know, I don't know how many people Tony Khan is actually trying to sign right now. I think he's just trying to keep his roster kind of the way it is. But, um, you know, hopefully these guys can and gals can land on their feet, find a place to continue to do what they do and, you know, get back on major television soon because there's a lot of talent that got released today that could really be the main focus of a, a, a company like an MLW if one of these people are willing to take a pay cut just to just to wrestle or they go to vice and be like, Hey, let's get such and such and make them our focus. It could be a really good way to get them back into the main, main mainstream again. Right. Um, so, um, Leo rush also, or actually Lionel green, he, um, he's with a handshake deal with, um, AEW, but him and Mark Henry kind of squashed that wherever beat their head. Yeah, it was just a you know, it, it was a it wasn't anything that I think would would keep people apart for a long time. It's just a basically like you know a, a difference of opinion on how you do business, and you know what I'm saying Mark Henry is old school in in the way that he does business and Leo Rush is in a newer school on how he does business and I'm glad that they could come together talk it out and you know become amicable uh, in the terms of you know the differences that they have and how they do business I look like Molly Holly um we're doing a backstage um, trial for producer role. Hmm. That's cool. 
I think so Molly Holly it could definitely uh, benefit and flourish and, and something like that. She's always been um, had a good mind for the business. She's always she's been well liked. She's always had really good, well put together matches. So yeah, I think that could work for her. Um, WWE wants that before they hit back out on the road. They want their stars to um go back to um do some training down the PC. Now, you said stars, but I'm I would guarantee you there's one person who ain't about to set foot on no damn NXT or no training center or no performance center. Who's that? Uh, the tribal chief, the the, the <laughs> leader of the of the island of Re- relevancy. Yeah, he ain't going to no damn performance center to brush up on his television skills. That's really what they're doing it for. It's like, hey, remember the cameras are here and da da da. da. That's probably what they're really doing it for. Um, what do you think about that Tony Khan promo? promo? I didn't waste any time watching it because I'm pretty sure it wasn't going to add much to the story of what, you know, was reported, rumored, which I figure is a long shot anyway. It was just another way for WWE to try to take a little shine off of AEW's weekend. But, you know, I, I, I don't really put a lot of stock into what they talk about across the bow, taking shots at each other. It's, it's just white noise to me. Okay. Oh. Yeah, can we talk about the, the rumor? The rumor that Tony Khan put out there this week that WWE and New Japan were looking to maybe form a partnership to? That's what I was talking about, the promo. Yeah, but... If I was New Japan, I would stay so far away from WWE. I could play both sides. New Japan? Mm-hmm. Probably smart for them because they're at a point in their company right now where this pandemic is really sabotaging a lot of things. A lot of major cards have been up in question. They're going to have Dominion uh, next week. But they stopped doing all the uh, house shows that were leading up to Dominion uh, just because the, the the country is on, like, emergency lockdown because um, they ain't getting vaccinated for some reason, like everybody else. At least not at the rate of every other country. So, yeah, there's a big issue with the, you know, people wanting to get vaccinated in Japan. Wow. Yeah, we might not even get the Olympics because, like... It is in super question right now. You know what I saw? You know, it's off topic. You know what I saw last night? What? Three on three women's basketball qualifying tournament for the Olympics. Like, damn, this is pretty cool. That's what's up. Yeah, so they got like a, so the big three ice cube that made it into the Olympics. That's what's up. And so last one, um, they want Mansoor to put on some size. 
So he about oh. to get the uh the 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 lost um stash of Ico Pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what we failed to talk about on the dark match, though? And I can't what? believe I forgot. The Versus. I didn't watch it. I mean, I watched it, but I didn't pay attention to it. Okay. Okay. It was the same thing that I saw. But it wasn't the same thing. It's like, it's like now it's more more refined and everything. But it was just like, uh I was like, I didn't already see them bad. So I wasn't really interested. I watched some of the stuff, and it was cool. But after a while... I turned it off, and then I just lay down. So cool. Yeah, it was Swiss versus Timberland. The remix. Yeah, round two. Yeah, yeah. That's all I got for um the Mo Melson segment. You know, folks got let go. Folks upset. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah, man. Um. A lot of people are speculating that they try to uh, trim everything down so they can sell. Yeah, it's a you. You never know, man. Vince may be tired of running the big ship and maybe ready to. If he needs to hand the booking over to somebody if he does sell the company they need to be like number one thing is you can no longer book any of this shows any of these shows you're you're done right you're done sir we're, we're gonna find somebody that can do this they would need to because what they've been trying to pass off for the past few months especially as Good booking has been terrible. <laughs> yes, you know how we know it's been terrible because we watched three hours of it each and every week uh, to talk to you about it. So we'll get into this week's edition of Monday Night Raw. Um, Jimmy Smith, like uh, Mo said, is introduced as the newest member of the broadcast team. And then they run down the car for tonight. Now it's time for Miz TV featuring the return. Of the undead Miz. He's still alive, y'all. After getting attacked by those zombies. Uh, After the usual intro, Miz talks about how he was hurt in the match against Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. But he he isn't sure why John Morrison has his garlic around his neck. Morrison says he isn't going to take any chances with Miz. And says he also has a drip stick, which is a handheld liquid spring cannon. Miz is like, I love you. And then uh, Miz knows that it is time to start giving back to the superstars like his first guest this week, Charlotte Flair. So asking about the garlic around Johnny Drip Drip's neck, Charlotte says that Rhea Ripley has had her time and it's time to get rid of her. Rhea Ripley comes down. She tells Charlotte to go to hell. Morrison asks her her favorite garlic bread recipe to ensure that she is not a vampire, but Ripley gets to the point, promising to retain the title against Charlotte. Miz brings up Ripley not being able to beat Nikki Cross in two minutes last week. Ripley tells Charlotte to go to hell. Morrison asks her favorite garlic... Oh, I doubled that one up. So we get Charlotte versus Nikki Cross. Two-minute time limit. The chase is on. 
with Nikki Cross hiding behind Rhea Ripley on the floor, who was like not really on commentary, but just watching the match. Back in, Charlotte hits a knee to the ribs with 30 seconds left. Nikki Cross hits a tornado DDT, and the time expires at two minutes. And Nikki Cross is, you know, very excited that she lasted two minutes with Charlotte. People getting their getting their title matches, but they got to run through the competition in the back. So they doing something for Nikki Cross. I'll say that. Yeah, that's cool. But. but I mean, is Nikki did did Oscar had to die so Nikki Cross could live though? Mm. That's all I'm saying. Cause you know we ain't seen Oscar in, in quite a while. Um, Riddle and Damian Priest are backstage. They're ready to go back on the road. So Riddle asks him for a Spanish lesson. Uh, Randy Wharton pops up, and after complaining about the RKO last week, where Riddle says, I just kind of hit it out of nowhere, he says if they're going to do this tag team, they might as well do it right. Uh, he says Riddle will be at ringside when he faces Xavier Woods. Uh, Riddle gets way too excited, so Orton shushes him, prompting Riddle to lock his mouth shut and hand Orton the invisible key. Of course, Orton throws it away and leaves. Mm-hmm. Nothing no, nothing else to add there, sir? Um, looks like Randy is warming up to Riddle. How's that? Yeah, he doesn't look quite as deranged uh, in the eyes. Uh, Randy, what do you think about the, uh, the, 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 the mustache, though? Like a porn star stash. <laughs> But yeah, um, we're interested to see where this goes. Randy Orton versus Xavier Woods. And there's the bell, and we are starting right away. Think about on the flip side right now. If you're Xavier Ooh. Woods, you hope you suffered that hard fought loss. Uh -oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Randy looking to end this one early. Xavier Woods looking for his own night of revenge here. What a, I mean, can you imagine what it would do for Xavier Woods for his career if he defeated Randy Orton tonight? Guys, tell me about the psychological side of this. Tell me about coming off a loss by RKO and then taking on the master of the RKO. That's oh. gotta be daunting. It certainly can be daunting, but if you're Xavier Woods, you're looking at this as an opportunity to get back on the horse, pick up where you left off. Even in defeat last week, it could ultimately lead to success. Oh. Watch, out, watch out, watch out, They are right into our commentary oh, table. Orton oh, just snapped. Oh, I didn't know oh, you got... Oh, oh my gosh! And we are getting hazard pay in this match. Oh, took a little too much time. Double, Double knees to the arm now. Fujiwara armbar. Look at that stress on the shoulder and the elbow. Look how Woods has his hips elevated off the mat, maximizing his pressure. He did for a moment. Orton needs to make it to the bottom rope quickly. Orton inching closer and closer to that yes. bottom rope. And the Viper yes. can crawl all the way yes. to the rope. Okay, okay. Look at relief washing over Riddle. 
Xavier Woods has got to know right now. This is a crucial point in this matchup here against Orton. Uh oh, Orton looking for it again. That same position straight to the DDT. Just that quickly, oh. Orton turns the tides. I'm still feeling that left elbow though. This is normally where he has so much power and energy. He summons all of his strength. Does he have enough left? Oh, no. Orton was looking for the RKO. Countered. Backslide. Backslide. One, two. Oh. oh, out right before the end. Oh. Woods continues to pour on the offense. What? Are you, are you Orton, kidding me? Orton looking. No. Are you serious? Bro, Derek, unbelievable. One, two, and that's it. Randy Orton with the finisher from Riddle, the pro Derek. Shocked as me, Corey. I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes, and I don't know that I believe it. I don't know if Riddle believes it. Riddle's an absolute shock at as am I. I. I cannot believe Randy Orton just went to the playbook of Riddle to win this match. Woo! How you pull that one out the out the head? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, definitely a, a shocking um turn of events when it was like oh what is what is he what oh the bro Derek okay I see what they doing here uh after the match Riddle poses in front of Randy Orton who can't bring himself to do his own pose we recap last week's events between uh, Shayna Baszler and Reginald and Reginald keep costing uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax their matches. Uh, MVP brings a new group of women to have some fun with Bobby Lashley, who's decked out in his orange suit. Okay, Mo, so um, how would you judge the talent this week? I'll say 3.5 out of 5. Okay. I, so that's be clear here i think we all think that week number one was the best set so far right right and then last week and this week buying for that number two spot who would you give it to number two spot um mm-hmm. this week's girls okay all right all right so now we have our matchup um, uh, leading up to this. Uh, Reginald is in the background. He tells Nia that he has this despite her being very worried for her, his well-being. So now we get the match. Shayna Baszler versus Reginald. Reginald hits a spinning crossbody, setting up a one-legged moonsault. Reginald has to land on his feet when Shayna Baszler moves and the Carapuda clutches apply. Then um, fire comes out of the corner that distracts Shanna Baszler, and that allows Reginald to roll her up for the pin. Mm. Wow. That was real interesting how that played out. We really didn't want to see that match. I think people wanted to see the match, but I think they wanted to see Shayna uh, abuse this man and not what actually happened Mm -hmm. Um, after the match Reginald escapes to the back and gets uh, 
hugged, quote unquote, by Nia Jax, she almost choked that man out. Right. Drew McIntyre, he isn't happy with not beating Kofi Kingston last week. He needs to change his way of thinking to the point where he has been having children on hold to become WWE champion again. Maybe one day he can have a little Drew to teach about Scottish folklore, but for now, he is ready. Tonight, he's ready for Kofi like he was ready for Brock Lesnar. And unlike Kofi, he was able to beat Brock Lesnar. Oh. Yeah, a little spicy there from McIntyre. Oh, it's Mason T-Bar. Remember them. Uh, They're going up against the Lucha House Party. Uh, Everything breaks down and Mace plants uh, Lindsay Dorado on the floor. T-Bar kicks Grand Metal League out of the corner and the double choke slam is good enough to get the win over the Lucha House Party. Surprised they survived the cuts. Mm. They they did have one casualty, but yeah, as a whole, the group, yeah, they're still flourishing somewhat. Uh, Alexa Bliss invites Reginald to her playground. Uh, um, So... We go next to Seamus inside the ring. He's here to talk about how many people have come up short against him, but that is as close to being champion as they are going to get. We see a clip from last week with Seamus attacking Umberto Carrillo, but Ricochet came down to make the save. Seamus calls this scumbaggery, which is why he hasn't defended the title since WrestleMania. He'll fight both of them back-to-back, though, and they can go back to catering where they belong. I'm pretty sure Ricochet does have a pretty nice setup over there in catering. Probably does. The good food, good drinks. Yeah, probably got a nice, comfortable uh, lounge chair in there. Mm-hmm. Sheamus versus Ricochet. A top rope clothesline turns Ricochet inside out. And here is Umberto Carrillo for the distraction. So Ricochet gets the roll-up victory uh, to start off the show. Or start off this part of the match with Sheamus because it's a double header here. So after Sheamus loses to Ricochet, now he's going to take on Umberto Carrillo. We get a shot to the nose that busts Sheamus wide open. He possibly has a broken nose. Carrillo's high cross body is countered into a swinging release rock bottom. Ricochet then offers a distraction and that allows Carrillo to get a roll up for the pin. Why do they book their baby faces like heels? I have no clue. No I'm just trying to understand why. If he's doing it. Seamus is the victim here. Seamus is the person we should be rooting for. Not Umberto Carrillo and Ricochet who have been using underhanded devilish tactics to gain an advantage and to put the United States Championship at peril. I don't get it. Next up, we have Eva Marie Vignette. She talks about taking time away from WWE to learn some more about herself. She is back because she knows what it takes to get here, and she wants to help others now, and the evolution is coming. That's what she said, the way out. (laughs) 
Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, the sexy muscle friends, are taking on Lana and Naomi. Lana rolls Mandy up for a two count, but gets caught in the corner with the shoulders to the ribs. A fireman's carry and a Samoan drop combination finishes the match. So, Lana took the pin, of course. Uh, we'll give a big shout-out to Naomi. Broke out like a kind of Death Valley driver, chin breaker, jaw breaker type move. And she did that uh, corkscrew plancha over the top. Just so good, but so undervalued uh, is Naomi in this company. Uh, we get a clip of Bad Bunny being on the shop with LeBron James and Jay-Z, and they discuss his love of wrestling. So that brings us to Shelton Benjamin versus Cedric Alexander. Shelton starts fast, but Cedric pokes him in the eye. Then the neuralizer pins uh, Shelton Benjamin in 28 seconds. Hmm. What you got for this? Nothing? Nothing. I really don't know where it's going. It's always a difficult situation when they have these um, mid-card tag team breakup feuds because... You know, they're the sum of the parts is, you know, better. The collective was much better than them trying to do this one on one matchup thing that they're doing. And so this has a very short shelf life, you know what I mean? We've already seen mm-hmm. three matches, two well, two matches. So, you know, and a in a he jumped them. So at, at, during that lumberjack match, so it's like how much more do they have to to give and I don't think it's going to be a lot uh, Elias tries to fire Jackson Riker up in the back Elias asks have you ever been in battle Riker's like have you ever been in battle because I served in Iraq <laughs> Kofi Kingston doesn't appreciate Drew McIntyre suggesting that having a family could hold back your career he respects everything uh, that Drew has done over his career, but he can't respect that kind of a cheap shot. Tonight, he's going to beat Drew and then show him how to do what he has been able to do in the last three months, and that's beat Bobby Lashley. AJ Styles and Amos versus Jackson Riker and Elias for the Raw Tag Team Titles. Now, if you watch this, you notice that AJ and Amos did not come down with their belts. You only saw the belts after a commercial break with the referee holding both belts up in the air. So I don't know if the real tag team titles showed up to uh, the the TV in time. Someone goofed. (laughs) Definitely. But it seems like AJ Styles being the consummate pro that he always is would never go to the ring without a title if he as a champion so that was kind of weird to me uh, Riker goes for the tag but Elias just drops to the floor and heads up to the ramp Omas comes in and gets the clean house as Riker gets wrecked the phenomenal forearm from AJ eventually gets the win and the tag team champions retain so they saying that, that Elias and Riker has split splitting up that's what the word in the street is. So okay. we'll see. Okay. Definitely we'll see. Uh, Nia Jax tells Reginald to be careful with Alexa Bliss. 
She says that she'll have that champagne on ice, though. Uh, after the break, Elias is running from Jackson Riker, who says he ha- who he says has lost it. Riker is a veteran and an incredible athlete, but he is unpredictable. The idea of traveling the race with him makes Elias sick, and he's done with the tag team. It's time for Alexis Playground with Reginald as the guest. Shayna Baszler pops up and just beats the hell out of Reginald, but Alexa says Lily doesn't like her. Baszler says this is becoming a problem, and she needs to have a chat with Alexa Bliss next week. They can see each other next week, and Baszler then tells Lily that she's nothing but a stupid dog. Uh, uh, The Twitter spaces, uh, they were uh, going in on Reginald's outfit, the short sets and the knee pads. I would too. You mean see what he had on? I don't know who had on a worse outfit, uh, him or Timberland, at during the verses. God damn! <laughs> uh, the Viking Raiders are here to give my source some advice about going on the road. They tell me you know you need to be well rested, well fed, have lots of energy. So Mustafa Ali comes up to say, "Don't trust anyone around here." Mansoor asks why he should trust Ali, who says that Mansoor is getting it. Wow. Bobby Lashley and MVP are having a good sound with the women in the back, but they get interrupted for some questions. MVP talks about how he doesn't really care who wins tonight because neither is taking the title from Bobby Lashley. They can't be at ringside anyway, so they're just going to have some fun. So that brings us to Kofi Kingston versus Drew McIntyre, the remix. The Claymore is cut off by Trouble in Paradise for a very close two count as Drew grabs the ropes. Kofi sends him to the floor and hits the standing double foot stomp from the apron. Back in, Kofi Kingston goes to the top again, but gets Claymore out of the air for the pin. Yeah, taking those uh, shots of uh, anything that um, Kofi does like that, where he gets uh, knocked out of the air, those slow motion shots, man, it looked like Drew killed him, man. But this was a very good main event. I really enjoyed the hell out of it. It was uh, the one thing I can say about Raw the last like two to three weeks, even though like the booking of the, some of these matches have been kind of suspect. They've been wrestling, wrestling on this show. A lot of matches have gotten a lot of time. Yeah, that's what um a lot, a lot of, as have been noticing that too. Like a lot of the like sites I've been reading, they said it's been a lot more wrestling, a lot less antics. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I just think that they need to. I know that they don't think it will work because it's three hours and they don't they don't think that they have enough talent that could actually pull this off. But I would prefer an hour of this just be squash matches and promos. Beat somebody up, come out here and talk about, hey, I want to win this title or such and such, you know what I'm saying, be on the lookout, I'm coming for you. Just something because, you know, it needs some variety at this point. It just It's gotten so much of the same old same old with Drew Bobby Lashley like good gosh how much of this 
do you really want us to endure? Right. Um, it's just been so so many uh, different elements of the show that have featured the same people over and over and over. It, you know, they tried to bring up some of the guys from 205 Live and main event to kind of spice it up a little bit, but they're the lesser named guys. They, they, they didn't bring anybody who would try to put eyes on the product. So that's my kind of only complaint with what they're doing on Raw is like you got so much show, man. There's no reason why you can't have a a little block of time set out for just, you know, squash matches and promos. That that's still the the basis of everybody's wrestling fandom is, you know, a good promo. Can't talk, can't get can't be popular, won't be over. Gotta be able to talk. That's the main thing. Are you excited for another Drew versus Bobby Lashley match at Hell in a Cell? No, 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 no. Is there any reason why have you read that Drew keeps getting so many opportunities? Nope. It's just a, it's just a weird. Some things are you know the dynamics of some things are just weird, but. You know, that's where we are with Monday Night Raw right now. Definitely the <laughs> of the of the three major United States shows that come on weekly television, it's definitely bringing up the rear. Um, yep. And it's it's a it's a big old gap between the rear and second place. Mm. Yeah. So. We will see what comes of this. Hopefully, this Bobby and and Drew match isn't in Hell in Cell, the cell itself. But I'm I'm thinking that something's going to transpire in the next week that they're going to announce. Um, you know, we're going to be moving into something of a you know different type of space coming into this Hell in a Cell. Hopefully, after Hell in a Cell, though, we get some new matchups, some fresh faces, and some better booking because this has just been ugh, spinning your tires for the most part. It hurts. You got anything that you'd like to add about Monday Night Raw itself? Just anything, uh, things that you are actually entertained by when it comes to Raw as a whole? No, not really. <laughs> Basically, folks, I'm holding him hostage, and he's just here on time, so he doesn't get fired. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It's on my agenda. I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow, so it's fresh for me and Simi to do the recap. Um, but yeah, I've 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 been spoiled. I I have an idea what happens in the uh, what what the major story is coming out of the show. So. Um, well, all I know is that I have an idea what the part and promo is going to be. Okay, I don't even know what it, I haven't seen it yet, but okay, I got to. I'm, I'm not. I'm just wait till I'm waiting till the show come out to see if you agree with me. Okay, okay, I got to find one for this show. I was, I was hoping they were going to use that Kofi promo from backstage where he was talking about uh, beating Bobby Lashley and doing things that Drew hasn't been able to do in the company, but they did not have that up on YouTube because of course those people got fired last week. So, um, they didn't get all the back, you know, the usual content that they have. I mean, they did have some content, but it wasn't what I was used to. So, 
Unfortunately, I don't have that promo, so I gotta go scramble for something. I they didn't they didn't leave me a lot this week, uh, as far nope. as on the YouTube side. Um, when it comes to Hell in a Cell itself, we've got two matches announced: Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, Bobby Lashley, and uh, Drew McIntyre. Which one of those matches you think will get the cell treatment? Oh, definitely Lashley and um, Drew. Well, we've got about 18, 20 days, or 18 to 19 days, excuse me, 17, somewhere around there to build this event up now. So we know what our main event players are going to be. So we'll see where the rest of the card uh, falls around that. Um, oh, you know what you didn't uh, talk about in the news segment? Because there was so much other stuff going on. Uh, SummerSlam for this year. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, SummerSlam, um, they haven't announced it yet. They're going to announce it on the pre-show of the Belmont Stakes, where the location is going to be. Um, but... They were talking to Vegas. Vegas said they wanted it on. If they do do it, it went on a Saturday. So it's scheduled for Saturday in August. I mean, um, wow. Um, a a pay per view on a Saturday. You know, I ain't seen it since NXT, but. Um, yeah, I like I like the pay per views being on Saturday. Just especially if they're gonna be like a super big pay per view like that. That's gonna be five hours at least six if you watch the pre shows. Yeah, that is a lot more tolerable and easier to swallow on a Saturday night than a Sunday when you have you know most people have work and school uh, you know early uh, the next day. So I would prefer all the pay per views be on Saturday to be honest. Well, I mean, I know that's not going to happen because, like, whenever you have, like, there's a conflict between boxing and, you know, wrestling. And that's the reason why they choose Sundays is because there's nothing after, you know, in the fall, except, you know, football that's really going to compete with you and take away your your ratings. Right. So we'll see if it's going to be in Vegas at the um, at the Raiders Stadium. Oh, you saw that same uh you saw that same speculation that they were gonna put it in Vegas, huh? Yeah, but I'll say but if it's not then oh well. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese at this time, if you don't have anything else you'd like to add about this edition of Monday Night Raw, I'm gonna turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Well, shout out to you Dawn, um, for another episode. Um, shout out to all y'all who's in the Twitter spaces. Um, shout out to Semi for holding down NXT and AEW. Listen to her rant on the uh, Patreon. Shout out to Terry's boy, Amon Starwin, um, holding down um, Cash and Strong Style. Shout out Jade for holding down SmackDown Madness. Um, shout out to Classic Sam, Greg, DD. And Mel, Mel always gets shout out. Shout out to, um, oh yeah, shout out to um, Jupiter Julep. I was on. We, um, I filmed, I recorded, recorded um, an episode of her um, podcast. 
um it's um watch watch with you and they, they were doing the whole season of um bridgerton on netflix and myself and um carefree blurred we um came was on episode seven men tell all <laughs> how to solve a problem like marina so um yeah so we did that we recorded that wow this was some months ago and they dropped the episodes weekly so our episode dropped on sunday great listen um i enjoyed it so if you have a good chance just look at my mentions and you'll see the you'll see the tweet that's what's up mr mo to the underscore reese i'd like to thank you for your time this evening joining me once again here on the raw cast to break down the three hours of monotony that is monday night raw thank you to miss jade to the max for joining me for smackdown matters uh definitely got the better end of the stick uh, when it comes to the reviews thank you to miss simmy for helping me review aew we got a lot to talk about when it comes to aew this week uh, on the dark match so please tune in to the patreon page at patreon.com forward slash cspn media and uh, you can become a patron over there on that website uh, hopefully everybody did take advantage of listening to the preview show for double or nothing the free patreon show uh, that we put out this week so hopefully everybody got a chance to listen to a little bit of what we do over on the patreon page um, thank you to all the wrestle bays to all the members of the glow uh, thank you to everybody who joined me in the twitter spaces um, on Monday night, talking about Monday Night Raw. Shout out to DJ Wally Sparks. He was in there heavy. Um, Kyle Wren, um, you know, uh, Jupiter Julep, Madeline Lizette, Ms. V. Uh, we definitely had a lot of fun um, with the noises and just the, you know, vibe in general. Really good, um, really good medium, I think, that Twitter Spaces is to, for connecting with people. Uh, especially, uh, you know, black wrestling fans. So that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, just listen to all the shows here on the CSPN. Support the podcast. Go to CSPN.us. Click on that tab that says keep our podcast free. Uh, go through any of those sponsors and help keep the show free each and every week here on the network. Um, shout out to Terry's Boy and Anwar Starwin. Uh, we got a, a big... Um, uh, New Japan show uh, coming up uh, at the beginning of next week. Uh, Japan has been in lockdown, so they had to shuffle some things around. We thought this show was going to get canceled, like their stadium shows have gotten canceled. But no, they're going to have Dominion uh, later uh, in next week. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and just, oh, you know one thing I saw? I think they started at MLW um, Lucha Joint already. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you're, you know, if you're a big fan of Lucha Underground like I am and a lot of other people were, you may want to try to uh, find that uh, MLW Aztec Underground, I think is what it's called. Um, yeah, so so be on the lookout for that as I think that's already started. Uh, did you happen to check out any of the biography or the Dark Side of the Ring about Ultimate Warrior? All right. Uh, this week's Dark Side of the Ring is going to be uh, really disturbing. It's going to be about uh, Grizzly Smith, uh, former right-hand man of Cowboy Bill Watts, 
the father of Jake the Snake Roberts, Rockin' Robin, and Sam Houston. Uh, so, yeah, you'll hear about what a piece of shit dad he was um, in this particular Dark Side of the Ring. So, if, you, uh, if you're easily triggered, I would suggest you stay away from this one. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not gonna be pretty. It's gonna be dark, dark side of the ring this week. Um, and on that note, just continue to use the hashtag Rawcast each and every Monday night. Uh, the numbers are dwindling in that particular hashtag, though, as more people are migrating over to NXT Cast and SmackDown Matters, just due to the lack of excitement going on on Monday Night Raw right now. But Whatever hashtag you use, please continue to share your pro wrestling commentary with color with us each and every week. We definitely appreciate the feedback and the interaction. And through Twitter spaces, soon you'll be able to talk to us live here on this particular recording of the podcast. So we're very uh, much looking forward to that. Me and Mo, I uh, think we have a good idea of what we want to do when we want to do it. So we'll be promoting it a little bit more. Uh, next week and into the beginning of the week after that so you guys can can get everything lined up and we can uh you know interact with y'all a little bit more uh when it comes to hearing y'all's voices and getting y'all's uh, live thoughts here on the uh podcast so for my co-host mr mo to the underscore i'm your host don delarente and this has been the raw cast please stay tuned for the parting promo You know, baby, without being in it, you're about the best diva I have. Oh, is that why you come up here? Nice. Yeah, I'm the boys, the boys, the boys. I know you'll be watching closely to see who emerges as your challenger for Hell in a Cell. I wanted to ask you guys, do you have any preferential challenger, whether it be Kofi Kingston or Drew McIntyre? We're all intrigued. We'd love to know who's going to be the loser at the WWE Championship match at Hell in a Cell. But instead of talking about destruction, let's talk about positive things. Kofi Kingston. Kofi Mania was one of my favorite moments in sports entertainment history. Literally brought me to tears. Drew McIntyre took the long road to the WWE Championship. We respect these men and their stories. We just, we can't respect them as competition. Tell me, champ. This is because I beat Drew at WrestleMania. And without Drew's help, Kofi never beats me. But I find it funny that they're going to focus their attention on somebody that doesn't even compete here instead of coming to the realization that none of them will ever take this from me. And, and I mean, we would love to be ringside watching this match up close and personal. But Adam Pearce made it very clear that we're banned from ringside because I guess he doesn't like our viewing habits. I thought it was a bit harsh, but hey, the executive suite with the almighty, beautiful women, champagne, this is way better than a 90-day suspension with no pay. So tonight, we shall party. Okay. But at Hell in a Cell, there's nothing that either one of these guys can do to end the almighty era. Now beat it. Get out of here. Wait, I-